0: Around the NFL Podcast is in a podcast, Marriage Made to Last.
1: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast, presented by New Era. My name is Dan Hansis, joined in a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. What's up? Ho! We're in a marriage with who? Each it, other. This is a marriage. Let's face it.
2: It's built to last 700 plus episodes deep, five years now.
1: And it is. Here. We had a conversation. Our uh, friend, uh, a colleague downstairs, James Coe uh, of the NFL fantasy realm is leaving the company uh, after several years. And we're going to miss him and, and best of luck in the future. And it did. Mark and I were talking to, to Coe and uh, Mark and I have been here since 2010. I think you guys since what, 2012?
2: I was 12. i was yeah right at the beginning of 2013
1: we are and this comes on the same day that one of the 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 most important well important maybe it's not the word but one of the most visible newspapers where i grew up the new york daily news just slashed their sports department from 35 employees down to eight or something insane like that and, and cut loose a lot of like gifted beat writers and stuff and we are very lucky to have the uh the, this amount of time that we've had together. Let
3: let's it be known. It. When uh, I arrived here before Dan, let's start right there <laughs> by a couple of weeks. <laughs> you do, you got me. And when Dan arrived, he had no idea how the computer systems worked. And I had to spend an afternoon sitting down. You don't saying, understand <laughs> basic how, technology. Well, this is how our content management system works. And without me, Dan, I think your career would have gotten off to a, a rough start. The yeah. lockout happened soon after, and they cleaned out a lot of people. You probably would have been one of the people they said, This guy's yeah. just not getting the technology. Answering on a computer.
4: Right. What are these so, compu tours you speak of? <laughs> we did uh, have a
3: few editors that had tr- had issues with yes. technology. We actually, There's no doubt about it.
1: There was a, a gentleman. We're definitely thinking of the same person. Did not know how the internet worked. But he's <laughs> no longer with us. We're still shocking. There. We're happy to be all together uh, as we really – Yeah, he died of natural causes. <laughs> he's dead now. <laughs> but he was a good man. Uh, no, he's alive, I think. Um, but couldn't be sure. Uh, but this is the Monday show. Um, really the first show, Mark. It's back to grinding. You're off the beaches now uh, because off the beaches. Here we are now. Let's see. The Bears. Good job by the Bears. they reported on the 16th. The Ravens, no joking around. They reported on the 11th. Uh, and now we have the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Saints, the Bears. the Ooh, I see you, Detroit Lions, July 19th good job by you and um, and then today Cardinals Colts Chiefs Pats Giants Titans all reporting and then everyone else will by the end of the week so we are now I mean we've flipped the page the calendar flipped over it is the 2018 season that's oh, it oh it's a 28
2: week season that's how i like to look at it now 20 week 1 Just started. This is like one of the the easiest weeks. So enjoy it. I I don't know if it's just because
3: we've done this so many times that it doesn't feel like the start or end to anything. And I don't mean to downplay it. It's just that it's like we were doing a lot of work last week. We were doing a lot of work the week before. And it will continue on until, I mean, you know, it does, next it summer. It does
2: feel like a difference. I think we all enjoyed this offseason. I mean, Wes has been – was named offseason champion <laughs> months, months ago. Be. Been a little cocky since, to be honest. He's kind of throwing his Honorate, weight around like, hey, I'm the, I'm the champion, not he you guys. <laughs> uh,
1: when he's posting Instagram photos in his new backyard of a wine and cheese party. <laughs> with well, hold, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. I mean, this guy is feeling himself a little bit. Yes. Well, now yes.
4: record show, I didn't post anything. No, he didn't. And Keys, now
1: did.
2: this morning, I, I dropped off my family at the airport there. I shipped them Uh-oh. away for the rest of the season. And, uh, and now it does feel like something to start.
1: It is the start mm. of something. And, and now a, a brief aside, dear God, please, please let the Browns be better this year. Because I don't think Mark will survive the season if you're not better. With the Browns, so make the Browns okay, amen.
3: I think you're secretly wishing that that's just about the Jets, but
1: no, I'll,
3: I'll,
2: no, listen. No, I, this is you. We need you to get through this. We season. want. We we are rooting for. You.
3: I I guess my bigger concern <laughs> internally is like that. I feel exceedingly detached from the Browns, Open. so I would
1: like. To no, you no we don't believe this. No, don't you say this every August. <laughs> I just do. I don't know. It's, your it's, entire just, personality shifts as a Brown season descends into chaos. So it's what more we want, when
3: like, people yeah. are down in the news it's from snickering else. at them. That's, no, that's, what, that's never that's, going to change.
2: I know. Well, unless they change. got better. For If if nothing else, for the sake of the, the Sunday night podcast <laughs> listeners, <laughs> the Sky Sports hits we do on Sunday, I want you to have some smiles Well, anyway. it would just be different. How about, it just would be different than good. anything we've experienced here. I uh, think
4: we should play the track of all the
3: times you've said you've <laughs> detached from the Browns <laughs> in the pit. Well, it's a tortured, um, unhealthy
1: relationship. Uh, we had teased on Friday. What did we tease, Lindsay? Big f-ing announcement. <laughs> a rebirth uh, of a new season. We figured out that's what the cooing was about. And also, it did get on our radar because a lot of uh, listeners reached out that this is our five year anniversary of the podcast. Uh, so how about that? Rebirth for that, too, baby. Rebirth. All right. Anyway, the uh, big effing announcement, Shadow League figure said, hold off on that till the end of the week. So the, the big announcement will come probably on Friday's show. So don't big get mad. F- it's an extended tease. Yes. Just make you earn it. Uh, so a lot to get to today. An update. Speaking of the Cleveland Browns. On uh, one of their top playmakers and his availability for training camp. Uh, really sad news. Uh, a former head coach uh, passes away, and uh, in uh, later on in the show, we will talk about with training camp really rolling into form now. Um, a piece written by Greg that we will uh, talk about. Notable bros on the roster bubble in training camp. Greg's wording in that headline as well. Not my wording. <laughs> not accurate. It's not accurate. What are you going to do, by the way, with the house to yourself?
2: What is that supposed to be? Uh, yeah,
1: so I'm we not got gonna, that Jimmy G music?
2: You know, right? I, have I have to got that spend on. a lot at, um, you know, taco places
4: around the west side. I right. mean, if the past is any indica- indication, there's going to be some fence climbing and some windows broken into and Greg's going to break into my house. Oh, at yeah. The time when they were gone. Yeah. It's just good to
1: have that house to yourself, though
3: nice yeah but now everyone knows so aren't you kind of like the way when you were younger you like people find out parents gone and suddenly from everyone from your class in this case
2: your workplace piles over to the rosenthal on over it's been a while i don't think you guys have been there in like five years
1: i think it was like the birth of your first child i think it was a
2: birthday party early on
1: yes it was yeah um all right let's uh do some news football it trumps politics that's true That is true, and it's all in the wording, Mark. You did a nice job with that, Dan. (laughs) Uh, The Cleveland Browns will start training camp without Josh Gordon, uh, the receiver reinstated by the league last year, announced on Monday morning through uh, social media he will not report for camp on Wednesday uh, when the rest of his teammates show up. Um, We don't have a clear picture of the case behind it, but Gordon said that he said that current treatment Uh, that he is, uh, of course, Gordon has had his issues with substance abuse, uh, and that's led to his past suspensions, uh, that he is going into a treatment to kind of get ahead of any future issues that he could have. So this was his line. To my Cleveland Browns and NFL family, I am reaching out to you all personally and letting you know that I am not only doing great physically, but mentally as well. You will notice that I will not be in Cleveland for the start of training camp. Rest assured, this too is a part of my overall overall health and treatment plan. Mark, um, it's kind of being teased as something that won't be a a long-term absence, but again, this is something to keep an eye on because Gordon has had his problems.
3: Yeah, uh, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport noted right away when they brought him on Inside Training Camp Live, which launched today, that it's not a suspension, it's not a failed drug test, and at this point, there's no timeline for when he's going to be back, that it's part of something that his medical team came up with, I think it's natural, not only as a Browns fan, or anyone who's following Josh Gordon's career, that you're immediately wondering what is really going on here. But based on what we know, and like, you'd find out if it was a suspension or something that happened that was really a problem for his development in a different way than this, I think. I, I, the best possible scenario is that he's been in so much rehab that he's gained some maturity in terms of knowing when he's going to get into a tricky area and addressing it beforehand. But most people probably feel like something went on behind the scenes that we don't know about, but we'll know about at some point.
4: Yeah, the statement mentions the medical director who was appointed jointly by the NFL and the NFLPA. So whatever happened, happened along with the consultation from from that medical director, whether it was Gordon coming to him or the director gaining awareness of something going on in Gordon's life. We got to
2: wait and just see. right? I mean, it, we're just speculating. But I think it, it does serve the overall point that the Browns have gotten this far, I think kind of counting on him now for this year. And so we'll see. We just don't know.
1: Uh, moving on to some really sad news in the NFL.
0: This ball to me goes in this hole, okay? It's four games worth, all right? Goes in the hole, and I'm going to put the first piece of dirt on it, Okay. Anybody else that wants to put any dirt on it, you help yourself, and if you don't feel like you need to do anything like that, okay, I'm fine with that. But here's your shovel, here's your tool, and those four games are over with, and we're about ready to go to work here.
1: That, of course, is the voice of Tony Sperano, the former Miami Dolphins head coach, former interim coach for the Raiders, uh, when that... Famous soundbite, that's where that came from, and current Minnesota Vikings offensive line coach. He died unexpectedly on Sunday, uh, just 56 years old. Sperano was entering his third season as the Vikings offensive line coach under Mike Zimmer. Uh, He had been in the NFL for over two decades, uh, began his career back in 99 with the new Browns franchise, uh, that four-year run with the Dolphins. Went 29-32, and 32, uh, but also became the first head coach to ever lead a team that had gone 1-15 and 15 the year before to the playoffs um, and still the only team since um, the Brady-Belichick regime took hold that's won that division other than the Patriots, the Dolphins, in 2008. Um, so there you go. Mike Zimmer um, said, I love Tony uh, Sperano. He was a great teacher, a grinder of a worker, and had a toughness and fighting spirit that showed it in our linemen.
4: I think when he first came into our lives, we constantly knew him as the guy whose name was almost Tony Soprano. And then eventually he got to be this guy who it seemed like everybody appreciated him for being a really good position coach, offensive line guy, tight ends, running game. Like He bounced around
1: from all these teams, but he seemed to be a beloved figure and was really good at that aspect of the job. And he and we had on this very podcast had a lot of fun with the bury the ball. That's when he was the interim coach and uh, he took over. I think the Raiders had lost four in a row to start the season, if I recall. And what he did was and this was documented by their social media was dig a hole, drop the ball in and then handed the shovel around. And then all the Raiders players took his cue and then uh, sealed up the ball underneath the practice field, and we had fun with it at the time because it was kind of like a funny, like, cliche uh, coach thing to do. But it was also, like, Sperano and also his personality. Uh, he was a Connecticut guy. Um, his backstory, how he had – the reason he wore the sunglasses is when he was a, a teenage cook in a fast food restaurant. He had a grease accident, and they everyone had a lot of fun with him having the shades on at all times. Uh, Sperano was a personality, uh, and it's really sad to hear – Him, him, go like this. I think you just look
3: at the outpouring, the tweets, the words from the people that knew him that were like these. A lot of these, even though he was a head coach and we knew him from that, a long time assistant. And and these guys sometimes float anonymously after their head coaching career on these teams. But you're spending more time with your players than the head coach often, or anyone else in the building. And everyone just came out saying this guy and his family, his kids, his wife—they just adored him. And so. The person had a huge impact on the
2: people he coached. And it was so sudden. I mean, he was right. the offensive line coach of the Vikings. You know, he had a doctor's appointment reportedly last week and was feeling some chest pains. And it, so it really came out of nowhere and shocked the Vikings. And you're right, Mark. Like when we think of NFL coaches, you think, well, was he a success? Was he not? You think about like wins and losses. And like listening to some of the people, like Jake Long had a really long. Uh, Really beautiful tweet saying how how much Sperano had meant to him and his family and was maybe you know the most important uh, coach and kind of a father figure in his life. And Donald Penn, who's now with the Raiders, uh, said very much the same thing. Reggie Bush, Chad Penny, and all these people. And you think like that's that's success. Like just listening to everyone talk about how how important he put his family and how clearly. Loyal, all the players that that co- that played under him were like that. Success. He had an incredible success, and
3: it's easy to forget that he had that one season in 2008 when they did win the division. Where watching Ronnie Brown and the Dolphins run that Wildcat, that was a sensation
1: for oh, months. Thirty-eight to thirteen, still the worst home loss of the Belichick era mm-hmm. in New England. They had no. They had no answers. Ronnie Brown, I think, had nine touches and. Or, and four touchdowns or three touchdowns, it was a complete, like, coaching masterpiece. So, <laughs> Sperano, even though maybe it didn't end well in Miami, he always had that, including that division title. Um, so, rest in the peace, Tony Sperano. Let's move on to Andrew Luck. And more good news for the Colts quarterback. General Manager Chris Ballard announced... Uh, Friday that the star quarterback. What's your favorite type of frog? Well, he said that, but then he also said that the team's star quarterback was, quote, good to go for training camp. That per Kevin Bowen of 1070, the fan in Indianapolis. Uh, Luck will practice without limitations and take the team's starting snaps in camp uh, with a dose of built-in days off. And he will play in the preseason, Mark. This is all exactly what a Colts fan wants to hear.
3: Yeah, I mean, this has been one of the more elongated uh, beguiling narratives for so long because they've gone back and forth on what Luck would be able to do in various OTAs and mini camps. And this, if assuming there's no setback at all, is a definitive answer that we're going to get Andrew Luck back at full strength this season and it completely changes what the Colts are.
2: He's <laughs> got the fever. Remember Jim Irsay said it. He's got the 107 degree fever for success and now here it is and it's proof and it makes me more excited to watch football in 2018 because yes. there aren't many players more fun to watch remember we Andrew looked Lincoln. that up
1: if you have an 107 degree fever you need to seek medical attention immediately life is in danger you're dead i i you're very close to it it's not a it's, it's your brain is boiling Wes. i don't know why you're laughing it's seer- mark
3: i i don't find it serious. funny at all i think you would you would need to seek medical help as soon as possible
1: <laughs> uh little updates on some star players uh, that will be at camp uh, this week or when their camps or teams report uh, Odell Beckham jr. Another elongated narrative, Mark, speaking of which uh, he will be with the team and report on time uh, on Wednesday. Kimberly Jones reported he wants to play football comma. He wants to win hubba hubba. Also David Johnson, he will be ready to go Um Johnson coming back from that wrist injury last year that basically cost him the entire season, Uh, but he is also heading into the final year of his rookie deal. Uh, They're trying to get a deal done, but that won't stop Johnson from playing football with his teammates and also LaShawn McCoy, who, of course, is uh, embroiled in uh, nothing that he's been connected to by the police, but uh, the stories about the Uh, alleged home invasion robbery involving his ex-girlfriend. Thought that maybe that would be something that would complicate his his season, and it still might, but for now, he will report to the Bills uh, on time on Wednesday. So all three of those men will be with their teammates.
4: David Johnson and Odell Beckham fall into the same category with Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack as guys looking for contracts, and you have to decide, are you better served showing up? And trusting that the deal might get done, or holding out and trying to prompt the team into making a move. And rap sheet today on our airwave said that out of all of them, Khalil Mack is the one to watch. That this could get serious. That there could be potential for him to hold out long into training camp. So Khalil Mack looks like the one that we're going to want to watch.
2: I'm I'm happy that Dave, I mean, David Johnson. It sounds like it's a matter of time till he gets his deal, and we don't have to deal yeah. with this story. Yeah, and what I'm one thing on Odell Beckham. I looked
3: it up today, 21 wide receivers will make more money than him this season. And yet the Giants have taken a bit of a different tone than, than the Cardinals because Steve Kim said, we want to make this work with David Johnson. The Giants sound to be in no rush at all. And I just don't know how, like, you've got to get this thing done.
1: I wonder if how much him being a, a total weirdo factors into the Giants' hesitation. I think the owners have
3: spoken about that. I yeah. mean, they feel like there's more to see with Odell Beckham. I'm,
1: I'm you know, being playful with my wording, but his personality—he's eccentric. He, he may be a guy that they're not totally sure about investing that much money in. We'll see. Uh, on to the Ravens' nest. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> why do? Why did A
2: horrible are? bird. They get their own sound <laughs> drop. I don't, you know, these other teams out there should be.
1: I know. I think that's why the Ravens fans are so uh, protective of this drop.
4: Well, that's I mean, horrible bird. That's a little harsh. That's one, one of, of those s- wings flapping.
1: It's one of the smartest animals in the kingdom. You know what? That's fair. I actually was thinking that crows and the crow Great. and the raven are different beasts.
4: Well, they're they're a lot alike and they're both extremely intelligent as far as birds go.
2: Yeah. yeah. A little overrated. That's like being the <laughs> tallest person at like a Rosenthal family dinner
4: or something like you that. should YouTube. You know? It's like it's <laughs> no, YouTube hell. clips of a, of a bird like fashioning an implement out of a paperclip just to pick something up. Like it works out problems <laughs> right. and then comes and... and
1: you would like send the ravens with messages in in olden times? Well, I real? think that's Unless more that of a fiction work. science fiction thing, but I can well, see it happening. When are Pigeons? you <laughs> When are you going online and
3: looking up clips of birds? Yeah, I'll, the, I'll, take your, I'll take your word so just, for it. I've tweeted it before. Like,
1: it's a
4: fascinating video. The bird, the bird is incredibly Shut smart. those f-ing birds up. <laughs>
1: Please. <leave laughs> they did alone. have messenger pigeons back in the day. Greg, who is the tallest member of your family? I'm, now that you bring it up, I'm curious. And like the history of the family.
2: <laughs> I guess my dad. Six-footer? No, well, he's no. not six. I mean, I don't really know beyond. They're, what about like it, a grandparent's a small instance, family? No. 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 How tall is your brother? He's a couple inches taller than me, maybe hmm. five eight.
1: And you married? Uh, your wife is Japanese. She's short.
2: Her family's short <laughs> as well. I'm just as tall as her parents. Yeah. So you're continuing. You're in fact you're advancing the trend. Yeah. Basically, when you're going all in, you're just leaning into it, basically. Yeah. When I when when I see my son out there playing soccer, we're we're out there. I'm like, you poor sucker. You know? <laughs> Actually, soccer. I guess you, can can be be. you yeah. It's good soccer, to be
1: basketball. I um I have a friend. You know, my friend Smasher. Yes. Um, he he's a big fan of the Belgian soccer team. It's where he's from. Said their number one guy, their top star. Terrible example. Little guy.
2: Terrible example to use soccer there. I should have said tennis, basketball, something like that. Spud Webb, bro. Yeah.
1: All right, here we go. <laughs> On to the Ravens' nest. Joe Flacco. Oh, he is supposed to be the starting quarterback and probably will be for the Ravens. But don't forget about the Rook, Lamar Jackson, who is really doing himself some favors with a strong start to his training camp. Here's what offensive coordinator Marty Morhenwig, 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 I know how to say it. But then when you look at the spelling, it actually will trip you up. It's that H that trips you up. I think maybe the number
2: one toughest spelled, spelled name in the game.
4: Yeah, it's not a it's fun underrated. one. It's underrated. Jimmy Garoppolo. I
3: never learned still it. Still
2: gives me trouble. I still cannot do Garoppolo. Garoppolo killing it. You know what did it for me? Our former p- podcast producer TD. reminded us on Twitter when, you, when this came up. You just got to remember it's Garopp and then Polo. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Which <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but that's helped
1: me remember. Yeah, it because
4: you're always talking about it. Uh, look at that Garoppolo over there yeah. in the corner. Love those
2: well,
1: Here's what Marty had to say about Lamar he's done an outstanding job to date. Uh, this uh, from the Ravens official website, he's way ahead of the curve. This guy is a hard, hard worker and a tough minded guy. And and you know what? Uh, don't just sleep on it. Oh, so it's it's a wrap. This guy's going to take the job over because it's not necessarily the truth. Because you know what else? Marty had this to say about Joe Flacco. Oh, my God. It looks like he's moving and grooving better than he has in several years uh, and he he's had the back injury last year, and, and now he's looking good, Greg.
2: There's there's a lot of, like, Joe Flacco is moving well, and Joe Flacco is motivated right now. That's what really speaks to me. For That's me on the first radar first a little bit. Of the
1: why is everybody yeah, talking is, about that so much? Yeah, why, why, much? Why does he need the motivation so much?
4: You well, yeah, yeah. Dan, you are enjoying this like it's a kicker battle. I am. Like, this really, whatever like that button this. is that, that kicker battles really push
1: for you, yeah. This particular quarterback battle is—you know why? Two. It's two great narratives. It's the young kid that everyone loves that could yeah. electrify the roster, and then the old dog. No, I feel like you're way more interested in seeing how Joe Flacco reacts to this. Yes, and and all the motivation stories and and all and he's the old Super Bowl hero. I think it's a really nice combination. It's kind of like what happened in uh, any given Sunday with Jamie Foxx's character and Dennis Quaid.
3: Very much so. I think. Oh, it, that's where this is coming from. It keeps reminding me that the Giants did not go down this path. <laughs> really, yeah, I I just, just thought this thought could be right the Giants.
2: Now, it could, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I watched Flacco's presser the other day. He was kind of having fun with it. I don't know if it's a new Joe Flacco or what, but he was kind of salt. He was a little sarcastic. He was kind of poking fun, having fun with it. I don't think it's much of a battle. Uh, one, or, uh, whoever our reporter is there today, I'm it's Garofolo. Mike Garofolo says that said that Lamar Jackson's. Been lining up in the slot a couple times today. That he's been lining up as a wide receiver. I like
1: that angle too. It's like I like edges. that angle
2: too. But that that means it's, it's not a bad. He battle. also mentioned that there have been a couple times where he has just
3: fried the defense. And I would love to know what the what the play by the time you get to the end of this preseason,
4: who the players want as their quarterback. This, this has potential for a lot of Lamar Jackson's playing the slot dropping third down passes when they take their slot receiver off the field and he would have caught the pass. Mm. Like this, the, you it's always hear quiet. about this in the summer and right. then the quarterback messes up and they're like, we're not going to do that again. Yeah, it's like, sorry, Willie Sneed, you got to go to the bench.
1: Um, I like that, by the way, Wes, it was like, why does Dan like this so much? Like, uh, is it like an interesting football story? To her? He's like, no, it's from some stupid movie. That's why he likes it. That's how you <laughs> took my response. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I mean it's accurate. Well, a lot of your <laughs> a lot
4: of your sports interest ties in your pop culture interest as well.
1: Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs>
4: Can I? Right? <laughs> all right. I, I think yeah. it's more about the personalities. Like you are
1: intrigued by the personality. I'm comfortable involved. where I am. I, r- listen, right now I could be in the, the lab if I wanted to. Yeah, I don't choose to be right now. I'm upstairs in the kitchen, yeah. but I could go down to the lab if I needed to. So I, I can go up and down the, yeah. the flights of steps. Just be happy you're still breathing,
2: unlike that guy who had to learn the Internet Dead. seven years ago. <laughs> who knows where he is? I know. Nobody
4: knows. I hope <laughs> They'll learn the Internet. I hope he's alive.
1: Uh, Johnny Manziel. Remember that guy? Uh, he's still in the CFL, but he hasn't been playing at all. Uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats happen to have um, the best quarterback in the league right now starting. Were you guys aware of it? what's his name? Don't know. Masoli. Who? Who?
2: What is it? I forget his first. Jeremiah Masoli, something like that.
1: Maybe it's the guy that couldn't do the internet. Maybe one. I, <laughs> I have
2: enough teams to track. I don't track CFL
3: on a day to day basis.
1: Burn. Um. Anyway, the Tiger Cats have a stud at quarterback. They had Manzel wasting away on the bench. It was probably a distraction. It was probably a major media story in the CFL. So what do they do? They ship him to the last place squad in the CFL, the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, a move that reunites Manziel with the head coach of the Alouettes. Oh, my goodness. There he is. Mike Sherman, a former Packers offensive cor- or head coach, and also uh, the man who recruited Manziel to Texas A&M once upon a time. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Although he didn't coach under. He's a red shirt guy. Sherman's first year, and then I think Sherman got fired at A yeah, and M, uh, and they
3: probably still like spoke line. to each other in the hallways, maybe. Constantly well, recruit. They're him. actually best they're, friends. Yeah, he
1: was big recruit. Best friends. There's a link. I have two sources. I don't have a third, so I can't say that definitively that they're best friends. at college but uh here's what the gm of the Owlette said about manzel we have acquired an exceptional quarterback with undeniable talent with his great mobility his athletic abilities and his instinct we believe that we have a positive impact on our offense and offense spelled with a c at the end well,
3: who would who would have guessed that on july 23rd 2018 we'd be talking about manzel being traded for two first round picks and two players
1: Still got value, just not here.
3: I don't know who. I don't know who, what this. Who is the CFL drafting? When does their draft occur? Because they're not taking Saquon Barkley away from the Giants. I don't know it's what. It's a the, little
2: confusing with like how much. I don't really know their their chart with the draft picks is clearly out of whack compared to the NFLs. If Johnny Manziel is worth two first round picks, right? Pulling a blockbuster I, like, deal like, up in the CFL. How do they so. deal?
4: Whether the wasted draft pick on a guy or not in the C, CFL? Do you like if you get whispers that somebody's interested in maybe possibly playing for Canada?
1: You could. Mm. Waste a draft pick on him? Mike Sherman maybe?
2: isn't the guy, I feel like, to turn his career around, but what
1: do I know? And Manziel, we haven't heard him speaking out in frustration, although how would we know? He's in Canada. It's just, but this means it's we get
3: him—he'll be playing in days. He wh- should right? be, though.
1: Get him in the lineup, somebody. Well, I don't—if don't, you're is. not getting him in the lineup, I don't know what they're doing. Why, the man. I know why he didn't I'll play for the Tiger Cats, but now get him in the lineup with the bad team. Let's go, Alouettes. Uh, the NFL— uh, and the NFL Players Association announced in a joint statement Thursday. This happened right after our last podcast, that the league and team policies regarding conduct during the playing of the national anthem will not be issued or enforced for several weeks as part of a standstill agreement between the two sides. A source informed of the situation told our own Tom Pelissero that everything connected to league and club policies on the anthem will remain on hold as discussions Uh, between the two sides, play out in a statement. Uh, Read a little part of the statement from the union. The NFL and NFLPA, through recent discussions, have been working on a resolution, important word there, to the anthem issue. Um, So we'll see how this plays out. This was always the thing, Greg, that jumped out to me when this controversy went off last month was how are these two entities, the NFL and the PA not in lockstep when the announcement was made. So maybe better late than never uh, to pull it back and try to get this right. This
2: development I think was embarrassing for the league to have to do, but I'm just hopeful as a fan, I'm rooting for you NFL and NFL PA come up with a solution that, that makes everyone happy. The players, the owners, us, all of it. I think you can do it. Well, I think and here's the solution: don't do anything. I
1: was going to say, yeah. just keep it on hold. Right. No, don't, exactly. don't do
2: anything. But you have to announce that you're not going to do everything. Anything. It's. I the, mean, obviously, it, this is the That's first. The That's, I wouldn't that do that.
1: First. I'd put it on hold, not say anything, not not respond <laughs> to the president's tweets, since he's already done one, and just play football and just let it play out. Yeah,
2: and let people exercise <laughs> their rights. You know. But right. We'll see. It's the only, like, they've
3: gotten in their way over and over and over with this. This was the first sensible kind of move, and the only way to move forward is to not try to impo- impose this team-by-team, sort of state-by-state law on this issue. You but do, you're not going to make everyone happy no matter what you do. You're not making well, you you do make, wonder you make if us
2: happy you, and other people, not everyone. You do wonder if some of the owners who are most vocal, seemingly, in trying to make the story go away, A, and trying to placate the president will maybe feel differently now than they did in the spring. You can only hope
1: that's what's happening in the news. All right. Okay. So here we are. It is the last week of July. Teams are reporting. Players are reporting. Uh, And guess what? Some of the players reporting to camp aren't going to make it to the end of the camp with their teams. And that was the subject of the latest banger from Greg Rosenthal um, titled, as I noted earlier, Greg's title, notable bros on roster bubble in training camp. (laughs) (laughs) Getting a
2: lot of mileage out of this bit.
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's just something that makes me laugh. The idea of you typing bros in the headline. I don't know. I I mean, what's the
4: difference between bros and
1: guys? Uh, Well, that's that's a fair question. i Seems fair to Not every guy is a bro. Hmm. Not every guy. But every bro is a
2: guy. I mean,
1: in theory. Yeah, that's it. Is it's kind of the we really unpack that one. Um. Anyway, so Greg, you uh, you laid out some I would say prominent players uh, of all different sizes and shapes <laughs> and ages, uh, and you started the list. Uh, doesn't look like it's alphabetical, so I'll start with the guy that you talk about first. It's Donald Penn, who's been. Um, offensive lineman with the, the Raiders, and you think that is a guy right there, look out, and that, that would probably be a man that would attract the market, I think, if he ended up on the street.
2: They'll only cut him, I believe, if he's not healthy. He's a big man, 35 years old, coming off a major foot surgery. He's guaranteed $3 million or else he already might be cut. So they'll see if he's healthy, and if he's healthy, I think he'd have a chance to make the team. But they drafted a left tackle, and they're not moving that left tackle, Colton Miller, to the right side at all during training camp or practices or anything. Colton Miller's playing the left side, and if he's just a better player than than Penn, who was originally a Buccaneer when John Gruden was there way back in 2007. What an undrafted uh, player Donald Penn has turned into. And it would be very John Gruden on-brand for a cutthroat, let's release the guy that used to be with me in Tampa. I've got no no alignment to anyone.
3: I mean, you'd think that Gruden would love a player that was around a decade plus ago. You would think, yes. but I, I, think, a lot of them. I think he's a sneaky uh, cutthroat guy. Penn also called up Gruden furious when they drafted Colton Miller. Called him up on the phone. Maybe Gruden said, no, 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 don't like that.
1: No one calls me on the phone. Um, Wes I'm going to lay out four quarterbacks on Greg's list which one to you is the most likely and the least likely to be cut Brett Hundley of the Packers Robert Griffin III of the Ravens Teddy Bridgewater of the Jets and Paxton Lynch of the Broncos
4: I think Robert Griffin III and Brett Hundley are in the same basket here because very rarely do teams keep three quarterbacks anymore and the Packers went out and got Deshaun Kaiser, who's another young quarterback, to put behind Aaron Rodgers. And they saw last year they couldn't rely on Brett Hundley. So why carry a guy you can't rely on? And then RG3, they signed him before they drafted Lamar Jackson. And again, I don't see teams wanting to keep three quarterbacks. So I would think RG3 is probably in major danger of getting cut.
2: Mm. I think he has a, good, a decent chance to stay RG3 until they they need the roster. He seems to be really sold on this idea that like him and Lamar Jackson have somewhat similar skill sets and that,
4: that sounds like that an off thing. He could be like thing. a
2: backup of the future. I sounds great
4: till you need a special teamer on game day. What if he? I, I'm.
2: I'd like to see an RG3 having a nice preseason and training camp and just kind of be back in the mix and that he he shows them that he's an NFL quarterback and that they would just want to keep him.
1: I mean, and if you're RG3, I, I would I would assume the moment that they drafted Lamar Jackson, you're kind of like, oh crap, because right. that is never going to be the place for him. Uh, he's never going to get real time. He would probably be better off at this stage of his career uh, having a new home. Uh, but at this point, he's he in wasn't a, in the he NFL wasn't even last year. No. So he doesn't have really that type of power to be able like, I want to be somewhere else. He's just trying to reestablish himself.
4: Last like time we that. saw him, he was far from impressive. The Ravens can cut him and re-sign him at any point.
1: Two running backs, uh, Mark Sessler, that uh, you would think could help a team if they are motivated or reach the potential that others or some at some point believe they could have. Uh, Doug Martin, uh, who is currently, of course, with the Raiders, uh, due to make $1.37 but they have a lot of running backs on the roster in Oakland. And Amir Abdullah, who Greg believes will find a way most likely to stay with the Lions. Uh, your thoughts on those two backs?
3: I feel like we've heard that Gruden really likes Doug Martin. So I, I don't know. I, I guess that depends on what version of Doug Martin do we get between now and cut time. Because the,
1: It's odd and even years, right, whether or not he's a passable running back. I think he NFL. said two that straight ended, bad years. That ended yeah. last oh, year. Right? We yeah. were buying into that
2: last year, yeah. and he had a lot of preseason hype last year, and it didn't work out. I mean, the Lions, for
3: once, have an intriguing backfield with depth and different types of backs. So uh, Abdullah's going to just have to find a way to be more impressive. I mean, I feel like the
4: rookie could, could lead them in carries, And we'll just have to see. Uh, Was it your love of Frank Gore that saved him from being on this list? (laughs) Out of respect. I mean, because he seems like the most likely running back
1: to me. Greg's smiling. What?
4: Uh, To not make the team. They've been
2: talking him up so much, and I look at that roster, and he looks very much like a guy who's going to make the roster as a backup running back. What about? uh, I don't see what's going to change between now. Well, the fact that
4: he's... He hasn't been a good running back for a while.
2: He's better on on tape than than it looked
4: like. He hasn't been a good running back for a while. He's one of the major reasons why the Colts haven't had a rushing attack. Adrian Peterson has thoroughly outplayed him as a runner.
2: That's why he's Uh he's upset. Adrian
4: Peterson rushed (laughs) for over 130 yards twice in six games last year with the Cardinals. Frank Gore didn't do it once in three years with the Colts. It all makes sense, though. And he averaged 3.7 yards per carry the last two years. This This guy isn't very good.
1: This uh, happens when agendas clash.
4: And then he's 35 years old. It's not like he's going to get better now. Like I'm not in the lab, but I can hear this argument from
2: yeah.
1: the second
4: floor of the house. He's, right. one, of, he's one of the smartest uh, guys, so he's
2: he's not going on the field that much, but he's kind so of. So is like Peyton Manning, he, but no one's signing him. him. Yeah, but he stayed. He stayed around a little bit. He stayed <laughs> For around.
1: new listeners to the show, Wes has forever been a big fan of Adrian Peterson, both in the past and still believes he's more a player than ever now in the present and the future. And Greg. Basically, Frank Gore even wrote a, a long form about right. the inconvenient truth. Is has long been a supporter of Gore as one of the I just, underrated backs. And I
2: list. wouldn't put him on this list because there's there's been no indication to think that he would get cut there. Just because they they seem the to game love him films the indication.
4: Ouch. That's the like why why is it that every other old guy you put on this list, but you don't put Frank I, Gore? On I'm this. a little concerned just that. That Wes is
2: getting kickbacks from Adrian Peterson at this point. It is concerning. Peterson saw from that he financial. was the offseason champion. He said, "Hey man, can you help me out? I know you've always all been these a
1: fan. Uh, wine and cheese parties aren't cheap at uh, the new Wesley Center." Go
4: watch Adrian <laughs> Peterson play last year, then go watch Frank Gore. That's right, right. I,
2: that's fine, but that has nothing to do with whether Frank Gore is going to get cut.
4: Oh, well, wow, he's going to get cut because he's just not very good. But, like Andy's old, so that's probably Adrian why he's not Peterson make a is team. not willing to be a backup, though.
3: Right. That's the issue. It's like, that's like A, as we've said a million times, he plays two downs and he doesn't want to be pulled off the field. That doesn't fit into... Almost any
4: team right. situation I've right never disagreed with anyone. Right, whereas, so that's whereas Frank Gore, in
2: a pinch, it starts snowing. You can just give him the ball 47 times. You can just keep him on the field every down. He's not going to complain. He'll play on Thursday, three days later, get 20 more carries. And there's some value in that.
1: Yeah, if you ever have a blizzard, just sign him because he'll be sitting out there. <laughs> uh, Greg, any, anybody else on this list or not on this list that you – You wanted to put on, but then he said, oh, I don't want to get like, you know, I got killed last year with uh, Carlos Hyde. I don't want to get killed again with this column.
2: Well, I I'm going to throw out Malcolm Mitchell because he's popped up in a report that's came out as we were taping here. A little breaking news. Oh, that's that's you some breaking news. It's been a while. This is not breaking news. (laughs) NFL Network, uh, Tom Pellicero breaking some more news lately. Uh, Have been seeking a potential trade partner for Malcolm Mitchell, per sources. That bums me out.
1: Cheapen the whole brand of the breaking news. But I
2: think are they breaking that on our site? I'm going to check that right now to see. They're not even developing it. (laughs) So it's 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 lucky it got a post. (laughs) It got a post on the website that says to me that he is in danger of not making a team, and that's a bummer because they would not have won the
1: Super Bowl two years ago without on the as a rookie. And on the topic of AFC wide receivers potentially in the bubble, you wrote about uh, Jermaine Curse of the Jets, who a team like the Jets that does not have a lot of firepower, Curse is a very capable wide receiver. And your wide receiver room has Terrell Pryor, a guy with some upside, but cannot stay healthy. And Robbie Anderson, who's a confirmed knucklehead, let's be honest, (laughs) give me more bodies, not less bodies, do not part ways with Jermaine Curse.
2: He's probably the... he they have four intriguing receivers, but he's the safest bet of them. Terrell, I would be more less surprised to see Terrell Pryor get cut. You think Treman. he's better than Anunwa? I, I don't he's think he's better, but that. this is a guy coming. You know, Anunwa's yeah, coming off it. a neck injury, and Curse has been solid. That that Patriots receiver position is intriguing. I think they like like Cordarrelle Patterson is making that team, and they're pretty deep there. Kenny Britt might might end up making it over over Malcolm Mitchell.
3: I, I thought maybe on this list would be I, Josh Gordon. Changes this a little bit, but I don't. This happened after you wrote it. Corey Coleman. I feel like he's come up at trade whispers. You want him off that team
1: so bad. He's come up over
3: <laughs> and over at <and laughs> trade whispers, and I don't think he's that could have been one. I don't. I'm not sure he's the hardest working player on the roster.
1: Um, I feel like you're going to frame Corey Coleman for like some type of white I would crime like him to. I think it would be <laughs> great if he would be great if he were good.
3: I felt the way about Kenny Britt. I don't feel the way Kenny Britt. You know, got him in trouble too. It's like this guy. Come on, Corey Coleman. <laughs> enough with this guy. Cut making a lot of money. That would be bad if they. Is cut he him. making
2: a lot of money? No, no. Because no, no
3: one of these is says more likely to be traded than cut. Yeah, that and I think Teddy he could, could fit Pax into that Lynch. list.
1: Yeah, he But who would want him? He could have fit in. I guess somebody could take a flyer. I take that. First back. of all, like a lot but of his issues have a been. A lot. lot of his Cowboys? issues have
3: been injury related. Almost all of it. But
1: haven't we heard some bad, some bad? Yeah, uh, it's not rumbling? like. It's knucklehead not like, as well.
3: Right. This is not. Oh, this is Teddy Bridgewater behind the scenes, and we just love this kid. It's. Not I mean, that. not
1: like allegedly threatening a, a cop's wife, knucklehead behavior. Like no, my, no, no. My wide receiver, but your wide receiver maybe not the best locker room guy. You've heard some of that out there a little bit. It's out there.
2: I mean. <laughs> Mark Mark claims he's a detached Browns fan, but bring up Corey Coleman and that's out. Get this guy off my team, no, man! I don't. I want him to be good, but it's just like it's an incredibly frustrating player. So, you know, he up could, till now, he uh, he was taken in the first round a year before Brashad Perriman, uh, who is definitely. Are we a, back in the Ravens? Know, nest? We're back in We're the. We're back Raven in land. baby. Corey
4: Coleman was drafted before Brashad after Perriman.
2: Perriman. after yeah, yeah. Perriman, Sorry, okay. he, he's been in the league less and. And I saw someone write this, and it's interesting. Prashad Perriman might be the biggest first-round bust in team history, which mm. makes me think you've had a pretty good drafting record, and that's true of the of the Ravens in the first round. But he is no better than number four on the depth chart going into the game. He's
3: done Out. nothing in his career at all. Out.
1: He's gotten injured a lot, too. Knee problems. You still got a advantage URL on that uh, Frank Gore long, long form?
2: What was it? Gore?
1: Yeah, that was Oh, NFL.com slash Gore. Sure,
2: it's still sitting there. Give it a shot.
3: I would say Matt Elam six.
1: Matt Elam for the
3: Ravens mm. didn't
4: turn out too well. That's that's a good call. Ooh, flag <laughs> on the play. Sorry,
1: yeah. this page was not found. They yanked your uh Frank Gore. Frank Gore. All right, so NFL.com slash Frank Gore <laughs> to really get a real deep dive on Greg's the, love. I don't know why. I think Mark's
2: I mean Wes is just trying to get get under my skin or something (laughs) i'm not
1: i really do think that he belongs on a list of players likely to be coming from a real place wes but he's enjoying also
2: needling i i have really (laughs) i heard from someone who looked into his tape thought he ran a lot better in the league thought he ran a lot better than the numbers showed last year he's solid he's just a backup he's a solid that can do a little bit of everything you heard from someone i talked to someone in the league yeah
4: this is true. It's a true story.
2: How
1: many people did you have I only know, to talk like, to before you got that two people. analysis? Of, I only know I two people.
4: I disagree with this person you yeah. talked to in the league. I watched watch, the film watch too.
1: <laughs> and uh, Wes is a fellow lab rat. That's what we call each other. <laughs> um, Adrian Peterson deserves a job in this league.
4: Yeah. I, right. I, and I, I, and
1: I agree he's he's hard to accommodate. Lab rat's a lab rat.
4: Because you're not going to sign him to be a backup or a complimentary, complimentary player. He has to be a workhorse yeah. in order to be worth yeah. having on your roster. If his destiny feels like when –
2: Chris Carson gets injured in training camp and then they realize Rashad Penny was maybe not ready to uh, be a first round draft pick. It's like, Hey, Hey, Adrian Peterson, come be the week one starter for the Seattle Seahawks. That just feels right. We're days away from devastating injuries.
1: I was going to say, as much as you don't want to say this, this is the nature of the game. Uh, two weeks from now, there will be one to three running backs that will have blown their ACLs. Just don't. It, I'm just. I, what do you want me to? What it's, do you want yeah, from me? That's the odds suggest that you're absolutely right. And maybe like, Fozzie more. Whitaker did in the first day of OTAs. This it OTA. happens. It's it hard. sucks. They're, the ligament was not built for this sport, and yet it goes on.
4: I, I would not want to be Greg with all the Seahawks fans. All the twelves about to get in his mentions for already writing off Rashad Penny. <laughs> oh, no. I
2: mean. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs>
4: Throwing out an example.
1: <laughs> we uh, will be back again. This is as training camp. All the teams report to training camp. We have reported back to full-time duty of the podcast three times a week. So you'll hear from us again on Wednesday presented by new era. And then once more on Friday, we're back to three times a week. How exciting. And yes, the big F and announcement will come at the end of the week. Uh, so hang tight on that. Uh, and when next on Wednesday will be our next video show as well. Correct. Right? So. Uh, we'll uh, keep an eye out for that at NFL.com/slash. Rosenthal. Yeah, Rosenthal. <laughs> there you go. I think it's ATN Video.
0: It's ATN Live.
1: ATN Live. There you go. Uh, all right, let's go. This is Dan is signing off for Quiet Storm, the Mailman, the Old Boss, Lindsey Fulton behind the glass. Oh, we are back. Let's fly till Wednesday.